0: going on it is Adam welcome back to bringing it backwards a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom on this episode we had a chance to hang out with Ivory Scott over zoom video Ivory Scott was born and raised in Chicago and talks about how he got into music. His grandfather was actually the lead singer of a a band, but he started playing piano at nine years old. His grandfather gave him his first guitar, though, at age 12. And he really started writing his own songs right away. Never really spent time learning other people's songs and kind of knew he wanted to be a songwriter from a very early age there was somebody in his neighborhood that would let him come over and record songs in his basement so he started doing that at 16 he moved to Los Angeles actually lived in his car for 9 months before meeting a producer who then took him to Atlanta, he talks about that he also talks about working with different producers and then eventually getting in the rooms with some of the biggest names in music, I mean he's written with uh, Ed Sheeran and Beyonce and Madonna and uh, just Chris Brown so we hear about that and he wrote like 31 number one records in a year so he's got such a great story and ivory scott is releasing his first project as an artist so he talks to us a lot about this upcoming ep and the album he has coming out in the beginning of next year you can watch the interview with ivory on our facebook page and youtube channel at bringing it backwards it'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at bringing back pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review.
1: We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: We're bringing it backwards with Ivory Scott. Hey, what's up, Ivory? How are you?
2: Uh, what's up, bro? How you doing? Good. Nice hat.
0: Oh, thank you. I like your hat as well. Um, <laughs> I, do you have a light or are you going to just go with the how dark it is in there? I mean, Sorry.
2: That's the brightest I've got it down here. I ain't going to lie. Uh,
0: it's all right. Okay, cool. Sweet. I just didn't know. Sweet. I'm Adam. Nice to meet you, man.
2: What's up, Adam? How you
0: doing, man? I'm doing well. Um, That's a cool fish tank behind you. Is that a fish tank? Hey, yeah. <laughs> that's rad. Uh-huh. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, this is about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about uh, your your song you just put out and the EP coming out, I think, the end of next month.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The EP is coming out next month. The next single is coming out this month on the 27th.
0: Amazing. What's the next single? I've had a chance to hear the, a,
2: the EP. It's great. Uh, I appreciate it, bro. It's uh, it's My Mind featuring Queen Niger. That's the next oh. single that we dropping.
0: Okay, really, really yeah. cool. I think that's a, what it's the a second hit. song on the second song on the EP yeah, it's the second year? song. Yeah, yep. awesome.
2: Yep. Survive too,
0: very, very cool. Yeah, that uh, survives on what the I think the following one or yeah, another yeah. track on the album, yeah, or EP. Yeah. Sorry, very cool. Yeah. Well, uh, first off, we I did read you're born and raised in Chicago or from Chicago originally.
2: Yep, yep, I grew up in Chicago, <laughs> I grew up in Chicago, <laughs> hence that. Yeah, I grew up in Chicago.
0: Okay, what was that like? What part of Chicago?
2: South Side. I grew up like like near the nine, like near the green line, like in the trenches basically. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. Well, what was yeah. that
2: like? It was crazy. It was great. You know, I have a lot of good family out there, Um, you know, but, you know, of course, like a lot of people have a depiction of like Chicago being like a super dangerous place. It is a dangerous place when you're not from there. You know what I'm saying? But when it's home, you know, it's home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, more so lately, the media has been kind of pushing that narrative, right? Yeah, for sure. My father-in-law is from Chicago. Oh, okay, right. He's always seen the news like, eh, okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're going to gas it up a little bit. 100%. Do you come from a creative household or a musical household at all? Yeah. Well, actually, like, my, my grandfather was the lead singer of a group called the Hummingbirds. Oh, and cool. my 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 sister singing church, you know what I'm saying? But like nobody really like was super like in the business or nothing like that.
0: Okay. D- did you ever have a chance to see your grandfather perform?
2: Nah. By the time my grandfather, by the time I was of age to know anything about anything, my grandfather was was well out of the business. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. I actually learned like I started learning how to play guitar on his. He gave me my first guitar.
0: Oh, really? Out of, yeah. out of what
2: age? I was
0: 12. Very cool. Yeah, what kind was of guitar? It? Was it acoustic guitar it was, or
2: electric guitar? No, it was a Fender, a Fender Strat.
0: Nice. Yeah, and what were, you, yeah. were you drawn to guitar or like what uh, inspired I mean, you? I mean, I was always it just like drawn to you? music.
2: Like I started playing piano when I was nine. So oh,
0: okay. like,
2: like, you know, guitar was like the sister instrument, you know. And then I, I heard, I read of uh, something that said that like only 5% of the world can play guitar. And I was like, shit, I need to be a part of that percentage. And yeah. that was like the first time I was like, you know, let me tap into this.
0: That's fascinating, that only 5%. Because yeah. I feel like that's a, at least maybe when it just comes to musicians in general, that's one that a lot yeah. of people know how to play. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's cool. So you played piano at nine. Was that something that you're you were put into from family?
2: No, or, no. Or Actually, interest? like I self-taught. Like I taught myself how to play piano when I was nine. And I taught myself how to play guitar too.
0: Oh, really? Did you have so, a piano yeah, on the house? I actually that what... started,
2: like, I had, like, a, like, I used to love, like, classical music, like, so that's actually where I started, like, most of the time, like, when people start playing piano, it's, like, in church and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I was just, like, fascinated with, like, Beethoven, Moonlight Sonata, and, like, songs like that, so, like, I was intrigued, and that's what started, like, me, you know, getting into that
0: wow and then from there you started playing guitar and uh did you were you writing songs uh at an early age as well or was that were yeah you just so trying like, to play other people's songs
2: well i actually i always was trying to create my own songs. that's like a lot of times like when like i do song trivia and stuff like that i'm so terrible at it because like <laughs> i've always been writing my own songs so like i'm super like Not to say I'm not, like, influenced by other things, other artists and stuff like that. But, like, I've always been creating my own music. So when people were listening to other people's music, I was listening to my own. So I've always been creating and writing songs.
0: That's cool. That's interesting. I haven't talked to a whole lot of, I've interviewed a lot of artists, but not a whole lot that it kind of started in that way or kind of just really went into it. Uh, with their own, you know, imagination instead yeah, of you sure. know, if you're trying to learn other people's songs and you start writing songs, maybe you, you will start to like kind of emulate the people yeah, you were know, learning sure. before, but not really doing that. I mean you're just going straight into it with yeah, like a totally blank it. canvas.
2: I, I play I played football when I was when I was all, all my life. So like there was this this guy named Mark Pratt. He had like a studio in the basement of his house and he will let the football team come to his house and record in his studio, but, like, a week or two into that, nobody else was coming but me. I was the only person still (laughs) coming consistently every day after practice, and that's where I kind of, like, honed being able to record myself, being able to produce for myself and stuff like that. So, like, that's really where I first started, like, sharpening my sword and being a songwriter, producer, like, for real. Like, it was that opportunity to be able to do that, and it kept me out of the streets of Chicago, so...
0: Yeah, that that's great. interesting that like uh, was it was in the beginning, I'm sure it was just like, oh, hey, like this guy's like, yeah, you guys can come over. I have a studio. And the team was like, oh, this is dope. We're going to go make some music. And then, yeah, exactly. after the first or second time, we're like, oh, OK, I'm not really that inter- interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> and you exactly. Like, yeah, I yeah. am. I'm going to keep coming back.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it got to the point almost where he would just leave the basement door open for me, knowing that I would come. He wouldn't even come down. I would be down there literally like figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? But I, I can't even find that dude anymore. But I remember his name. Thanks, Mark Pratt.
0: Wow. I was gonna say, you know, is it somebody you still keep in contact with? It sounds like no, already- I couldn't
2: even, dude, I could not find I, I I've tried, trust me. I've Instagram <laughs> hunted, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody that's so pivotal in your life like that. I saw a person that you want to like reach back to, but like I haven't been able to find him.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Because you could say, "Look, I mean, I started really in your in your basement, and look what I've done now. I've written songs for these huge artists. (laughs) Probably
2: crazy to him. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh wow. Um. So once you with any of those songs that you're creating in that basement, did you put any of those out, or were you did you create any sort of like you know CD mixtape or anything in the handout of school? Man,
2: honestly, I was. It was only for like me listening it for myself, playing it for my family and stuff like that. And like I've always like felt like I've always been like a whole, a hoarder of my music. I don't know how good that thing that is, but it's kind (laughs) of playing out good for me now because I see artists that have have put out anything that they've done and it just kind of trashes their, their career when people start digging. So like, you know, I've always felt like I didn't want to put out music until I felt like it was ready. And you know, any artist that thinks like that is like, is like super like in tune and trying to like perfect their craft. So like, that period of my life was me just getting good. Like, you know, LeBron James didn't just wake up and just could dunk the ball. Yeah. Right. So that was like my period, like where I was like locking in and learning how to like really do it. Cause I didn't know how to do it. I just knew I loved to do it and I knew that I, you know, I had a special gift to do it.
0: Okay. And what was like, was there a point, or do you remember when you first were like, okay, this is good enough? I want to put it out. Or uh were there other were you did you start working with other people first? Cause I know this is kind of like your debut, you know, artist real project right
2: yeah well yeah this is my de- debut artist project but like I've written 38 number one records in the last two years yeah that well that's yeah. what
0: I mean like you've got you when it comes to just like your own song like so it sounds like you're recording uh you know your own songs and you're kind of keeping them you know you're like you said you were kind of uh honing your craft so to speak and yeah, then when sure. did that when did that sl- like kind of slide into more of the songwriter role working with well other like artists? i
2: always kind of like look up to like artists like the dream mm-hmm. artists like neo you know r kelly like artists that were able to transition from being a songwriter to an artist like that's always like been my vision like i've always been like you know, I'm going to become a big songwriter and I'm going to have all these hits and then boom, I'm going to be an artist. So that's been my vision. So it, it, it didn't start off me actually wanting to be an artist because like I write rap songs, I write rock songs, I write pop songs, all different genres, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, there's no way like one artist can really drop all those different genres. So like, that's kind of like my songwriting was my outlet to be able to, sometimes I want to get in my country bag and take out acoustic or sometimes I might want to be rat, ratchet and write a song for Sexy Ray, like, who knows, like, how I'm feeling. So it's mm-hmm. like all those different vibes and all those different modes that I get into, like, I, songwriting was, has always been a good outlet for me. But, you know, so I always say, like, songwriting has been the gateway to me becoming an artist. And, like, so I'm just like, I feel like I'm right on track for my plan. You know, I love. I know a lot of yeah. times they say, like, you make a plan and it don't always go, and things don't always go as planned. But, like, so far my plan is working. You know what I'm saying? I've been a part <laughs> of a lot of the number one records, a lot of platinum records, Grammy nominated, like Grammy award winning. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm blessed, you know what I'm saying? In that aspect. And I just feel like, okay, now is the time, you know, okay. for me to step out and put out music as an artist.
0: I love that. I, I I've always been so interested in like getting into the, I'm not a songwriter by any means, but I think it's so cool to, I re I moved to Nashville about two years ago and meeting people that are just songwriters and you're like, Oh, like, Oh yeah, I wrote blah blah blah. Like it's this huge hit for some other yeah. artist. Like whoa, like how did like how did you get involved yeah. in that? Was it some? Did you like did you meet somebody and help write with them, and then they ended up having a song that took off? Like how did the, you initially get into well, so the like, It happens cool. different
2: every time, but like you know to start my story, like basically like I moved, I, I lived, I moved from Chicago, lived in L.A. I, I was homeless for like nine months. Oh, I wow. lived in my car and I just grinded and just studio hopped every every opportunity I had to get in the studio. You know, after sharpening my store, I was, I was, I was trying to get in a room. I ended up getting in a room with a guy named Jimmy Deere, who was who was like a producer for SEAL at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Me,
2: me and him ended up moving to Atlanta, and that's where I met Ray Daniels. And Ray Daniels introduced me to Mike Karen, and that started me getting into the room with the producers. That's why I always tell like, writers that are trying to get on the way to get on is through the producers, the producers, the artists are more, you know, inclined to work with a producer than a songwriter. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, because a lot of artists, they don't only want want that stigmatism, especially in the hip hop, hip hop community of having a songwriter. So like the gateway is the producer and it's so many good producers in a business. And especially in Atlanta, like dude, like every, every, Everybody that somebody in the music business, especially like in the hip hop R and B community, is in Atlanta working. You could, you, you, they out here. You know, they go into events. So like that's where opportunities lie. So it was me getting in the rooms with these top producers and just showing, you know, the gifts that God gave me, and you know, built relationships and people's like, you know, Ivory Scott's the guy, you know. And then now it turns into the the producers. And the execs bringing me in the rooms with the artists, and then the artists falling in love with me. You know what I'm saying? And then like it turns into hits. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's how that's how it folds out for me. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. I've never heard anyone put it that way. So the building block kind of for you was you met a producer who you guys gelled together. Then you moved to right. Atlanta, and then you start meeting other producers, and right. that's who you're in, you're getting introduced to different people, yeah. maybe in record labels or managers, and then their sure. artists come in and. If they like you, I mean, that's right. That's the that's the key, because then it's okay I I like Ivory and his songs are cool. So maybe I'll cut one of his records or whatever. For sure. For
2: sure. And then you have situations where like like I always like throughout my when I first moved to Atlanta, it didn't just go up right away. Like it wasn't like I moved to Atlanta and it was like, (laughs) boom, you're in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, No, I, I when I moved to Atlanta, I was I worked at Red Lobster. I was a construction worker. Like I, I did everything I could to survive. But even while I was doing that, working 16 hours a day, I was coming home writing 10 songs a day. You know, wow. I always like kept the environment to be able to record in every situation I've been in. When I always referenced like to like growing up, I had my first studio in my grand and my mom's pantry at our wow. house, you know, and like every, everywhere I've ever been, I've always had a studio and created the environment to create. So like, I, you know, a, throughout the process of course it wasn't just straight you know straight to the point but it, it definitely you know got there you know eventually
1: this episode is brought to you by dragon ball legends the ultimate dragon ball experience on your mobile device dragon ball legends features action-packed anime action rpg gameplay with goku vegeta trunks and all your favorite dragon ball characters Summon your favorite characters from popular Dragon Ball anime series, such as Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT to Dragon Ball Super. Fight in real-time against friendly or rival Dragon Ball players from across the globe in live PvP battles. Enter ratings matches with your favorite Dragon Ball characters and earn rating points and rewards. Unite with friends to defeat powerful foes in co-op. Dragon Ball Legends features the best anime fighting scenes on your mobile device. And now, Legends Festival is on, so you can get up to 300 free summon tickets. Are you ready? Download Dragon Ball Legends today. Available for free on both iOS and Android devices.
0: What took you to LA? Was it just you knew that's where the music was? Like, so, At what age did you decide to leave Chicago and go I was, to LA? I was
2: 16. I graduated from high school when I was 16 years old. I went to L.A. and I had an opportunity with Sony Records to meet with them. And I met a guy that I had met was like, yo, Sony likes you. Come down and meet with them. You know, the first time you hear a record label say, hey, we like you, you think you're going to get a big deal and your life's going to change. So I went down there and the meeting didn't go like I thought it would. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. So um, the guy was like, yeah, all right, man, we'll just go back to Chicago. We'll keep trying to work on something to happen. And I was just knowing that, you know, nothing in Chicago was for me, you know, that was going to take me where I wanted to be. So I decided to sell my keyboard, buy my first car and live in that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Know, <laughs> studio so you just hop, drove it out drive, to L.A.? Yeah, You're dude. like,
0: OK, here's my car. I'm going to drive it to L.A. and figure this out.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I was no, I bought my first car in L.A.
0: Oh, okay, in LA.
2: Yeah, I bought it in LA. I never went back to Chicago. I, when I went to LA on that one trip, it was a one-way ticket. I never went back.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I
2: never went back. After that meeting, I was like, "No, nah, this is where it's at, because I just saw like the scene in LA. Like It was so many people out there chasing their dreams, and it was just like, man, listen, if I want this bad enough, I ain't going to let nothing stop me from getting
0: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and when it comes to that, I mean, you're right. There's so many people out there trying to to fight for the few spots that there are. Yeah, right, in the industry. few spots
2: for real. Yeah. So that's you, real.
0: you have to really, I mean, to, to to take it to the, you know, I'll live in my car. I'll do anything it takes to, to yeah. get this to work out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, you set your eyes on something. Like, like I always say, like, you know, I've seen the bottom, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like i I had a hard, turbulence like turbulent life coming up, you know what I'm saying in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, not having things, not even having the the essentials or the necessities. And so I knew what the bottom looked like. So it, going through that much in my life, you know what I'm saying? Like I realized that there was nothing harder, you know what I'm saying? than you know, me living in my car. Okay. So what? It was my first car. You know, it was, it was closed doors, you know, it was something like so I could put my clothes in a truck. I could shower by the pool at the apartments. So I can meet people, you know what I'm saying? And give me opportunities And sometimes I want to come in and take a hot shower type vibe, you know, it's like, I was dude, I had relationships. I was in relationships with girls, didn't even know I was homeless. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like at so, like,
0: your house tonight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you know, I never because one thing about me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never wanted to pity. You know, I put myself in that position. I mm-hmm. could have went back home. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, there was no su- nothing that happened in my life for me to be homeless in LA. I I chose that. You know what I'm saying? I decided that. So I didn't want the pity. Like, I wouldn't tell people, like, man, I'm down on my luck. I need some help. I'm homeless. No, I was grinding. Like, it was a part of my story. You know what I'm saying? It made me get up every day and strive for what I wanted, mm-hmm. knowing that, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't nothing back home for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so,
0: it means that much more, I'm sure, too. Like, oh, okay, I sure. remember when I was living in my car. For and now sure. like I've got, you said you had 31 hit records in a year. Like, that's insane. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So yeah, what, sure. when, when you get back, so then you go, you move to Atlanta, uh, you start working with yeah. people. I mean, you've worked with some of the biggest artists on the planet. Um, For sure. And at what, like, was this a recent endeavor to, to want to do this EP or was this always something that, well, you said earlier that you knew that you wanted to do songwriting and then get into, you know, put out a project. Right. As an artist. Uh, but ha- have you been taking maybe some of the songs you've been writing with, or, you know, not maybe not with, but, over the years, and kind of keeping those, and being like, okay, yeah, at one so, point I'm going to put this out.
2: Yeah, so like particularly like the last, the first song I dropped as an artist, just like me, it was mm-hmm. the last single we dropped. The first single we dropped under Monarch um, was featuring Eric Bellinger, produced by OG Parker and Hitmaker. But it was song, it was a song that me and Hitmaker and Eric Bellinger were just writing for a Chris Brown pack. So we were oh. like, we we'd get together and we write like ten songs a session. And like, OK. And then but this particular time, you know, I, I came out the booth and everybody was just like, "Nah, this song's for you. You got to keep this song. And at the time, I wasn't even really like thinking about, you know, I was starting to make money as a songwriter. I wasn't too much caring about, you know, trying to, you know, be artists. Mm-hmm. But they saw it before I was even ready to do it. So like, yeah, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll be in sessions and it'll be songs that I'll just be like, I might just get off. And i will be like, yo, this feels like it's me. It feels like Ivory Scott. So, like, you know, records happen like that along the way. But like recently, you know, I felt like, you know, in the past year before I linked with JY and Monarch and Abe, uh, before linking with them, I, you know, always kind of had a vision of transitioning into being an artist. But it was never the right situation. Like I had offers from other labels to be an artist a lot of deals a lot of situations because you know you start writing hit records they start looking at you listening to the references and saying who's the guy on the reference you know who's oh, sure. you know and then they, then they see what's up they're like oh he got the image he, he can do it like he's an artist you know what i'm saying and it's like you get a lot of offers you know he starts but they just weren't the ones i was looking for it wasn't the energy like that i was looking for i always wanted to transition and be priority and i feel like that at monarch so uh transitioned you know what i'm saying did the deal with them and this is like the first project that Ivory Scott's dropping as an artist so it's going to be hit worthy and i got a lot of crazy features on it it's 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 a movie
0: that's exciting that's so exciting so yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine because you're you've been in the industry for so long and you've written so many big songs that people are going to be like oh hey like yeah. and, I, and i've heard that that's also because now your resume you've stacked your resume with yeah, you know for sure Ed Sheeran and Madonna and Chris Brown and all these people it's like yeah that probably also opened a lot of doors for you to yeah. work with other big artists what was like the yeah. first song that you had done that like or the first one that like became like a big hit and you were like oh my like this is it like this man is the it crazy like thing is it. like
2: Peru Peru like when we did that record although it was a party when we did it I did not know that that record was gonna go crazy like it did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I like when I when I went in that session with Fireboy, Tina Davis basically brought me out to San Francisco and was like, "Yo, I want you to work with Fireboy. He's a Nigerian artist. He's dope. We got good visions for him." It was really me just investing in something that i that wasn't blind investment. I didn't know mm-hmm. that that record was gonna do so well. And, and when I saw how big it was, and then people was like, "Oh, you did Peru." You know, yeah. people were going crazy on it. I didn't really, it didn't, it didn't affect me until I saw my BMI. And I was like, oh, okay. That's why I gassed up. is doing some numbers. Oh, so, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's it's great.
0: That's so awesome. Um, And then, so now you're, you're going to put another single out in a couple of weeks or a week or so.
2: Yeah, like um, twenty. Uh, 27. Yeah.
0: Okay, so t- t- talk to me about that song. And then I want to hear about kind of like the, the plan for the EPA, if you're going to do any like touring or shows or anything like that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like, so like the next single that we dropping, of course, my project is exec- executive produced by Hitmaker, but like we got heavy producers on there like OG Parker, Romano, Mike Woods, like some of the biggest producers Diego have, like, are on the project. But the next single is produced by OG Parker, Romano, and Hitmaker. It's a song that I did in my in Miami a little bit ago intentionally for the project. And then I um I sent the song to Queen because I Queen had already said that. She wanted to be a part of my project. And so I was just trying to find the right song. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, sometimes people like four songs and they're like, oh, this is let's get her on this one. You -hmm. know, but it felt right. I sent it to her within seconds. She takes me back like, yeah, that's the one I want to get on. So I flew to Atlanta. Yep. I flew to Atlanta, came back to Atlanta, got in the studio with her. We did her verse on it. And then, you know, from there, we just shot the video a couple of weeks ago. Uh, It's directed by Spud McKenzie. no way it's it's a yeah so it's 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 a vibe man it's a movie
0: wow yeah i was gonna say that's gotta be an epic video where'd
2: you guys shoot the video we shot it in atlanta you did wow it's crazy too man we got like robotics and all robotic arm like it's it's a movie
0: that's awesome what can you tell us about it at all or no
2: yeah i can i can tell you a little bit about it so basically the thing, like, so my first single was called Just Like Me, and it was mm-hmm. basically, the song was about me trying to find a girl just like me, somebody that can relate to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all need somebody in our corner that we can, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a homebody, you know what I'm saying? I don't like to be all out of the streets, clubbing every day, you know what I'm saying? I'm a <laughs> homebody, so I need somebody that matched that energy. So, like, you know, that was the first single, Just Like Me. Uh-huh. But, like, so the um, the next song, My Mind, is basically a song saying you know i finally found you know what i'm saying the one but the twist is is that i basically created her you know so like oh, the video is me basically creating queen Nigel. you know what i'm saying like it's since i've had trouble finding a girl just like me why not build one be a scientist so basically i'm a mad scientist in a lab and i'm creating you know queen Nigel.
0: that's cool that's a really so cool it's, video it's cool that.
2: man it's, it, it's a cool vibe
0: so awesome. i'm a little different yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. And then that EP comes out at the end of October. And uh, yeah. are you doing? Uh, are you going to be performing at all for? or doing any shows like in Atlanta or? Yeah, LA? for
2: sure. I'm. I'm actually. I'm going to. So we're dropping the EP. The EP is entitled B. So it's B before Ebony. The name of the, the actual uh, album is Ebony. That's the name of the project. But we're dropping that top of the year. This is just a teaser of it. An EP, you know, what I'm saying just a, a, a portion a portion of the actual project Evan. Oh so, so you have the
0: you whole know, album's coming out at, at,
2: beginning of next year. Yeah 12 songs. So the whole oh, project wow. is coming. I got crazy. I got Ty dollar sign on it. I got <laughs> blue on it. I got Tink on it. I got Sukiana on it. I got <laughs> like it's it's crazy. It's a vibe. So yeah <laughs> album. Yeah. So um but the album is coming. So like we basically we about to drop four more songs with as a part of the EP coming mm-hmm. at the end of October. And then, um, of course, we're going to be touring. We're going to be getting outside with it. We got a couple, like, very intimate shows coming up. And then I'm going to be hopping on some tours with some of my, you know what I'm saying, the people that I work with, the big artists in, in the business and popping out. That's, you know what I'm saying? You get these records, number one. That's amazing. So a it's a lot coming. It's a lot coming.
0: Yeah. And do you have the album done or are you, are you still working on it?
2: Well, I'm st- I st- I'm still. shy, like, like three songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I got, like, songs that, like like, I like to, like, I never like to choose without having choices. You know what I'm saying. So like mm-hmm. we, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm always gonna be working on it until it's time to really turn it. <laughs> until <in>. it's out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Until it's out. But yeah, we basically got like the the meat of it. Um, but you know, it's just a few holes to fill.
0: Love it. Well, Ivory, thank you so much, man, for taking time to to hang out with me today. I appreciate no, it. No, I
2: appreciate it. Thanks for having me. For sure. Yeah.
0: I have one more question before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists, songwriters, musicians.
2: Yeah, for sure. I definitely do. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough business to be in. Like even when you do get a deal, when you sign your first publishing deal, you might think like your life is going to change instantly, but you still gonna to have to get it out the mud. So, you know, don't, expect anything great to happen overnight you got to keep striving for what you you want you know keep digging get it out the dirt and you got to outwork the opposition because somebody out there working way harder than you You know i saw i used to when i used to go to sleep at night i used to put a picture of kanye west a poster of kanye west on my ceiling so when i was laying down i look up at the ceiling and and i would just think to myself like kanye west ain't sleep right now he probably working So, you know, you got to be inspired. You know, you got to be heavily inspired. You got to strive for what you want. And you got to know that it's always going to be somebody on your heels trying to take your spot.